0: What's up and welcome back. It is episode number 33 of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. I'm Dan Ball. And I'm Matt McAuliffe. And we're not even going to mess around with this one. We have a quick rundown that we're going to get to because we have a fantastic interview coming up today with Amanda Blum. So we'll get to that in a moment. But first, here is everything that happened in the week that was in Quinnipiac Athletics. First, some news and notes for you. Former Quinnipiac baseball pitcher Robbie Hitt has been invited to the Arizona Fall League as announced by the Milwaukee Brewers organization prior to the beginning of the 2019 Arizona Fall League season. Hitt is only the second former Quinnipiac baseball player to be invited to the Fall League after Pat Egan got the invite in 2010. So congratulations to Robbie. Quinnipiac men's ice hockey junior Odin Tufto was named to the preseason all-ECAC hockey team, and the Bobcats themselves were picked to finish second with three first-place votes in the ECAC this season. And the MAC has announced the 2019-20 men's and women's basketball broadcast schedule, and the Quinnipiac women's basketball team will head to Ryder on Thursday, January
1: 9th with an 11 a.m. tip-off on ESPNU. We go to tennis now. The women's tennis team took part in the Quinnipiac Invitational last weekend and this coming weekend it's the men's team's turn to host the tournament. They host the Quinnipiac Invitational this weekend from Friday until Sunday. Both the men's and women's teams will be back in action next weekend at the Brown Invitational in Providence, Rhode Island.
0: Women's golf now. They open up their fall schedule with a 6th place finish out of 12 teams in the Dartmouth Invitational, but for the first time in program history, four Quinnipiac golfers posted scores of 72 or better in the same round as Leanne Peralta, Alexandra Sazen, Queenie Eli and Elena Lopez all shot par or better in the final round of Sunday's Dartmouth Invitational. The Bobcats return to the course this Sunday through Tuesday when they head to Canton, Mass for the Boston
1: College Intercollegiate. The women's volleyball team was back in action last weekend for the Ellis Rowland Memorial Tournament, their final tune-up before MAC play. The Bobcats lost close matches to Colgate and Rutgers and the University of New Hampshire. Quinnipiac starts up MAC play this weekend with two matches on the road, visiting Siena on Saturday and Marist on Sunday.
0: Rugby was also on the road last weekend and lost their match against Army West Point by a score of 49 to nothing. They returned to action this Saturday
1: as they traveled to Pittsburgh to battle Notre Dame, Ohio. And if you've been wondering where the men's soccer news has been, well, they've been off since Sunday. They play their final two games before starting MAC play this week. They visit CCSU today when this is going to drop at 6 p.m. and then host the University of New Hampshire Tuesday at 3 p.m. On the women's side, they lost
0: their final game of preseason play last week 2 to nothing to Dartmouth. The Bobcats open up MAC
1: play this very weekend as they visit Canisius Saturday at 1 p.m. To cross country now, they were the team that was featured last episode. Both cross country teams are in action this weekend as they head to New Jersey for the Henry Mercer Monmouth Invitational. And the final team on our rundown, the team we're
0: talking about in today's episode, it is the field hockey team. And field hockey split their last two games of preseason play. They won their first game of the 2019 campaign last Saturday, beating Sacred Heart 2-0. They also lost a heartbreaker on the road two days later, falling to Hofstra 3-2. They begin Big East play today, so that's Friday, against UConn at home. They continue their brief homestand Sunday against Vermont. And Matt, both of us had a chance to talk to a senior on this field hockey team. It is Amanda Blum. We got a chance to talk to her in the press box at the Quinnipiac Field Hockey Stadium. The windows were open. The wind was blowing. It was a beautiful day, and it was really a great conversation with her.
1: And she is the definition of what a Quinnipiac student-athlete should look like. I mean, she is nice to everyone on campus, is always smiling and saying hello. And on the field, on the field hockey turf, she is trying to help out the freshmen or the lower classmen or any classmen in that matter with anything they need on the field, whether it's fundamental drills, she'll stay an hour after practice and help them out with that, which is so, so huge as a captain.
0: And she talked to us too about how busy her schedule can be being a physical therapy major. So a lot on her plate. We went all over the map with this interview and let's get to it right now. (laughs) And we're back on the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast, episode number thirty-three. Matt and I are here, and today we're joined by Amanda Blum, a senior forward on the Quinnipiac women's field hockey team. Amanda, how are you?
2: I'm good today. It's a great day. It <laughs> is
0: a great day. So to, to set the fe- scene, Dude, look at this
1: field, too. Dan. Yeah, yeah, to set the
0: beautiful. scene for this interview, we are we're sitting in the press box at the Quinnipiac Field Hockey Stadium. So we're looking down on the field. the The trees are just kind of starting to turn. We're starting to get yeah. into that fall weather. So. There is no better way, no better setting to to have this interview, but uh, you guys just got done with practice, so uh, how was everything today?
2: Yeah, it was great today. We're uh, preparing for UConn, so it's a big game coming up, um, especially our first Big East game. So it's going to take a lot of work um, and just belief in ourselves going out on the field tomorrow.
0: That's actually, uh, that's a good place to start. I mean, UConn, first fir- first yeah. Big East game of the season is against the number four ranked team in the country, the UConn Huskies. <laughs> I was going to say, for <laughs> those who don't follow Big East field hockey, yeah. Yeah. The UConn's pretty good. Right. Yeah, so, true. I mean, uh, y- you're playing right here on, on your home turf to begin the year. So what are some of the expectations for this game?
2: For this game, it's um, that we work together as a team. You know, it's all about being a unit and moving up the field together and scoring together and defending together. And, you know... Um, with a team so skilled, you can't play individually. You have to play, you know, together with your teammates. And I think that's also a unity in itself off the field that you have to have, and where we have. Um, this year so it's really nice to bring in the freshmen too that are brand new and they're doing such a good job as well so I'm just really excited for tomorrow because it's gonna be such a huge game and such an opportunity for us to do well and improve.
0: Now you, you have a smile on your face when you're talking about the <laughs> off the field portion uh, portion of this year's team so I guess uh, tell us a little bit give us that that behind the scenes peek of what your team has been like just as people as friends so far this year.
2: Yeah so I would say every year um, it's transitioned into something new. This year, we definitely have a lot of freshmen coming in. Um, we had we have a lot of freshmen currently, and you know they have such a positive attitude. Um, also, the all the players from last year, you know, they have so much joy about them and. It's just this push to want to win. And I think that that whole idea of coming together to do something as a team is a huge off the field. And we talk about it and we're like, you know, what? we really need to, you know, get to know each other better just so we play better.
1: Yeah, and it's very easy, I think, to have that great off-field chemistry when Becca Main is your head yeah. coach. Uh, <laughs> uh, Becca is such great energy. so yeah, lo- I love her. Off the field, what is she like during practices and games?
2: During practice, it's a little different because obviously she has to be very serious about what she's doing. Um, and... You know, she has a good friendship with each one of us, and you build that up over time. Obviously, uh, I'm a senior now, so it's a little different um, than coming in, but on the field, she takes it very seriously, and she's a great coach. She pushes us when she needs to, and when we're not doing as good as we should, she knows how to encourage us, which I think is a great skill as a coach.
1: It's huge. I'll
0: never forget uh, the second. The second episode we ever did of the show was well, was her. with Beck. Yeah, Mann. so <laughs> I sat I sat in her office and we talked for well over a half an hour and. It is rare to find that kind of passion, not only about field hockey, but just about life from, yeah. some, from somebody like her. So she uh, she's quite the she's she's a great character to have to have leading this team. But yeah. let's talk a little bit about you from Langhorne, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So for those of us who was growing up, those of us who haven't been out to luxurious Langhorne, uh, yeah. tell us what it was like yeah. growing up there.
2: So it's right outside of Philadelphia. So I'm in the suburbs. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm right near New Jersey as well, which is really nice because my grandparents live over there. I was actually born in New Jersey, Um, moved to Pennsylvania, but it's a huge hotbed for uh, field hockey. So you play really good teams. You know, I played for Mystics Club field hockey team, um, had great coaches there. Um, My team won our conference when we were uh, in high school. So that was really fun. Um, But yeah, growing up, it was great. I mean, my parents, we did a lot of hiking and camping and then, you know, you had the chance to go to the beach all the time. So it was a good area. Uh, I just, you know, I love growing up there. My parents did a really great job.
0: What are your uh, what are some of your memories and experiences with that Mystics club team?
2: Yeah. So I think the biggest thing was we got to travel everywhere. Uh, we got to travel. I'll never forget to Arizona um, and play on such a different area. And meet people that you wouldn't normally meet from all over the country and that kind of opened me up to college when i got here Uh, i was used to meeting these different players and having international players on the team was huge for me
1: so when did you know playing on that club team like you know what i can do this and play college field hockey yeah and i want to pursue it
2: yeah so i was about 14 years old um and i really believed in myself and i i saw my sister play, and I'm like, I want to do that, and I want her to help me, um, so I can be better, uh, not that you know, a better player in general, but you know, I, I really believed in myself, and I'm like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go somewhere, I'm gonna do great things, and um, I just kept on believing that as the years went by, and you go through the whole process of recruiting as well, which in itself is hard when you're young and 16, you have to figure out what major you want to do, and you want to figure out where you want to go, but the moment I came to Quinnipiac was the moment I knew I wanted to be here because my parents they came with me it was a huge process for them as well we stepped onto the field it, it was originally not here it was back um, by the soccer field and we're like this is what this is what we want to do and this is what I want to do um, they had my program they had the team and did I, they
1: have the blueprint
2: of this turf? No. Oh, well, they might have. I didn't know about it <laughs> at the time. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was interesting because I got to see it being made over time. And, you know, going through the whole construction process, we're like, oh, my gosh, we're actually going to have uh-huh. a, a locker room and a stadium, and here I am sitting and looking at it, it's beautiful.
1: So 14-year-old Amanda, would she ever see you now at, at a Big East field hockey program playing on a turf like this?
2: You know, I think as a young – kid I believed in that yeah. I could do something um, it's different everything that I have now I couldn't imagine this this is even more that I ever wanted um, Being on a
0: podcast yeah I know I, I know, know what yeah, mean. yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah with you too you're okay. great <laughs> oh yeah um,
0: so to con- I want to contextualize something that, that you said a little bit earlier so your sister Lindsay was the captain of the division two national Tamp- championship team with East Stroudsburg back in 2015, so yeah. that's uh, that's an incredible honor for for her and of course for you to be able to watch. So, what was your what was the influence that your sister had on you just growing up playing field hockey?
2: Yeah, so she's been such a motivation for me. Honestly, uh, she's such a good sister. She supports me. She watches my games. She helps me when I would go home and play. Will and she be there Friday? I hope so. Yeah, right. I hope I hope to see you there, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, I think just watching her play and seeing how hard she worked every time she came home, you know, that was, that was huge. That was huge in my development as a player, as a person to work hard. And I, I couldn't thank her enough.
0: What's been her reaction to your, your division one career so far?
2: Yeah, I think it's exciting. Um, I have a little brother as well. So us 3 were like the three amigos, you know, um, (laughs) yeah, um, it's just sports have been huge in my family. So, you know, I hope to see her out there on Friday because it'll be big for me. Oh, and of My brother as well. Oh,
1: so, what are the ages? Go top to bottom. The-
2: yeah. So, she's 24 now, yeah. and I'm 22, and yeah. my little brother is 17. Okay. So, nice. um, he's not little anymore. <laughs> oh, man. I was just, just going to say the, the saying little
0: brother because I, I have a little sister yeah. too. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now a freshman in college. So, oh, it's yeah. not very little anymore. But. Yeah. That's a, it's it's a great age range because, you know, you still have, each each sibling has a couple years on the other, but you, you're mm-hmm. still close enough where you can relate and, and things like that. But, so let's talk about, uh, let's talk about your college career. Coming in, first year as a Bobcat, and actually before that happened, Quinnipiac switched into the Big East from, I believe it was from the Mac to mm-hmm. the Big East. So, yes. uh, the, the first question, when did you catch wind that that might happen for this program?
2: Um... Well, they were doing really well the year before right. when I came in, and I remember coming in my first day of preseason, and it was the most intense thing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> right. um, you know, the seniors, they were very intense, but, you know, they were great, and they pushed us a lot. Um, so it's, it's been different every single year. That year was definitely a change in my life, and knowing that it's going to be a change in the program, too, which a—it was, was a big deal you know still is
0: <laughs> what's the um what changes in the program have you seen from year 1 until now year 4
2: the fact that they bring in so many different people uh, and every year it changes, you know, you lose seniors, you bring in new freshmen and it's different talent.
1: I would even say the international players yeah. as well. They bring in a lot of international, which is which is good to see.
2: Yeah, I love the internationals. <laughs> They're great. Yeah. They're great. They teach me different languages. So that's. Been <laughs> 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 so it's like a whole new, it's honestly oh, a whole new
1: perspective. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it's, I think that's so huge for team development as well.
2: Yeah. If I know five different people from five different countries, you know, think about how much I can learn just about the world. Um, even field hockey too. That's it's such a different perspective on how they play, yeah. which it brings a whole other level to the game, which is great.
0: That's one of the things actually that Becca Main mentioned to mentioned to us at the beginning of of last year was that you kinda have to try to find this middle ground between the way that international players play and then the way that Americans play. Yeah. So what uh what are some of the differences that you see just in in their game how they play field hockey
2: yeah so i think um in america it's more focused on fitness and strength and um, when you have the ball you have to move it fast and quick uh for international players i noticed it's skill based um they still have the fitness but it obviously depends where they come from and who they are because that's a huge factor but yeah it's definitely i see more skill like little skills like popping it over a stick or you know those type of things
0: so what's that uh what's that experience like for you as a player kind of trying to put everything together into one game plan
2: yeah i love it (laughs) um it's challenging me because as a senior i have to it's more team focused um and i have to look at each person and i want to make sure they're okay as well you know are they doing well are they mentally strong today um and then I have to make sure I'm doing my job as well because you have to contribute. But, you know, it's it's definitely an experience and I'm really enjoying it and seeing everybody have a smile on their face where we're at practice and scoring goals. It's a good time.
1: That's for sure. But um, so last season I want to talk about, too, because you guys were very close to playoffs. Mm-hmm. Y- you guys definitely made a statement in the Big East Conference that you belong and even though we're a smaller school, we can still kind of hang with these schools. (laughs) Um, What was last season like, and what are the expectations coming off such a productive season?
2: Yeah, I think the expectations are definitely that, you know, we have to do just as well. It's a different season, so um, it's going to be a different way we play. We're going to see different opponents and, you know, how – How they play is going to change as well. It's just adapting to everything. So, this year we got to come out strong. We got to come out with wins. Um, You know, we got to score and just really look at the team we're playing and make sure we're prepared for them. That's the biggest thing.
0: And for you personally last year, uh, the winner of the Bobcat Award. So, (laughs) um, tell us a little bit about that, what that award means for your team, and then what it meant for you to win it.
2: Yeah. So, I guess the Bobcat cat award was um just that i was being a good teammate it's hard to say myself you yeah know? yeah um yeah. but you know i guess for me the biggest thing is that you have to care about the people around you and you have to care about your teammates um At the end of the day, you know, they're people and they matter. And, you know, when you play with them, sometimes it it gets hard because you're in competition. But at the same time, you have to love them and you have to make sure that you're doing the best you can to be there for someone who's right next to you every single day.
1: Wow. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So that's a Bobcat award recipient right there. That's how you get it. Yeah.
0: That's how you get it. Um, so tell us now a little bit as a senior, of course, you're, you're kind of one of the the de facto leaders on the team coming into this year. So what kind of leader are you? Are, are you more of a vocal leader on the field or are you more lead by example or is it a little bit of both?
2: I think, um, I'm more tactical and, you know, more by example. Um, I think I can have the voice when I need to, but you know, there's other people that are really good at that as well. So they did a really good job picking different leaders for this year because we all work together and we have different strengths. So for me, I like to work one-on-one with people and I like to talk to them and say, Hey, like, do you need help with something? Like, we'll go out to the field, we'll work on it together. And that's kind of my style of leadership just because I like to make those personal connections.
0: Okay. So you're, co- you're coming in, you're putting in the in the extra hours with maybe younger players helping them with individual things?
2: Yeah, when I can, when yeah. we have time. Of course,
1: yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: With, I'm sure with your with your schedule, with everything, that uh, that, I, that extra
1: time was hard to come by. I kind of want to talk about that, being a physical therapy major and yeah. uh, balancing uh, athletics and school, but Quinnipiac does a great job of allowing student-athletes to do oh, that. Yeah. How huge was that in your recruiting process?
2: Oh, it was so big. I think the first thing I looked at was, you know, can I do something that I really enjoy at the same time play field hockey because some places um I would mention going into health field and they wouldn't even yeah they'd shake your yeah yeah yeah, they'd be like you can't but the fact that I can do PT and it works out perfectly and I have people and resources that I can go to if I'm struggling was the biggest thing um also like I love PT it goes hand in hand with field hockey you know like the stretching um so you know the stretching you know when I have to get you know therapy after practice all of that stuff correlates to what I'm gonna be doing in grad school so I'm excited about it you know and you never know what's gonna happen so you know maybe one day I'm, I'm hoping to go for PT but I don't know exactly right now
1: but uh, again like I said when you're an athlete here at Quinnipiac there's a block in your schedule mm-hmm. that you have to commit to your sport and with the classes of physical therapy how are you able to like balance that and get around those (laughs) balls. you know you're
2: running a lot (laughs) you're you're doing a lot of running to class you get that uh, that extra training (laughs) yeah Yeah. you get the extra jog into class and a nice snack on the way but um you know you manage it and you figure out a way to just enjoy it you know i
1: also feel like you wouldn't want it any other way
2: no i can't i can't stay uh i have to be busy you know i have to be running somewhere so you know, in my off time, I I need to go hang out with people or you know take a fitness class or something. You know, um, I'm taking a yoga class after this, so I got <laughs> of course, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. But I was actually talking to one of my teammates, Bianca, about it, um, and she was saying the same thing. Like, we can't sit still. We have to go for a walk. We got to get up. We got to do something. So I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it.
1: <laughs> so on a Sunday, you're still moving. You're not a uh...
2: Yeah, if I can, if I can get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: All right.
0: <laughs> so uh, talking now about the, the 2019 season as we we kind of start to wrap up, uh, you've seen now this new freshman class. They're five games into their career. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have been some of your, your observations of this new class?
2: They are – I want to find the right word. They are electric. <laughs> wow. Okay.
1: They yeah. are. That's a heck of a word.
2: Yeah. They really push themselves very noticeable um, I had a few of them come to me even before preseason start and text me and be like hey what can I work on like what you know coming into this season like what do I need to do and that is huge especially for an incoming freshman you know if they come in they show themselves and they're that you know even if they're not getting time they're still pushing them, themselves very very hard and I, I appreciate that more than anything
1: that is huge that, is- that shows commitment as well yeah it shows that this program has a reputation and it's starting to spread and players want to buy into the system, which is huge. And yeah. that's got to have a pretty uh, a pretty powerful impact on sophomores, juniors and seniors
0: coming in this oh, year. Because yeah. you come in, you see the new freshmen, they're yeah. working their butts <laughs> off. It's got to be motivating for you guys. Yeah,
2: I think for me, I just appreciate it because I'm like, you're coming in, you know that you have to work hard and the whole team has to work hard to do well. So having those freshmen that want to, you know, do it. And they're nice, too. They're really kind. Oh, good, yeah. They're very yeah. kind people as well, which is great.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's nice to it's nice to have freshmen that are kind of in that same mindset because it, it takes that extra
1: step of, of motivation out of it because, oh, these guys are already ready to yeah. go. It's also big to, like, have freshmen come in and not feel like they're lower right teammate because of seniority so that that's also huge that was
2: my biggest thing was if they're gonna come in they gotta know that you know we're all working to find a starting spot you know even them um and they have that opportunity so I don't want to push that away I want to build up their strengths and make sure that they're doing well
1: and were their strengths showed in the California trip when you had those opponents
2: yeah yeah um I was even thinking of Juliana the other day. She was taking like 10 shots on goal or something like that doing reverse <laughs> hits and I'm like, that's amazing. You know, that's what I want to yeah. see, you know, that's it just makes me want to be better myself. Yeah.
0: What were uh, what were some of your observations from the preseason cuz the team goes the team goes 1 and 4 but a lot of closely fought games. So, what were some of the things that you saw from your group?
2: Uh from the California games?
0: Just just oh, in just general in, just in ge- like leading up to Biggie's play, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um I think the big thing was working together as a unit. And that's going to show tomorrow Um, and taking shots and goal and being ready on the far post. (laughs) My coaches (laughs) have said that to us like 10 times. Um, But, yeah, I think it's definitely just having good basics. So being able to receive the ball, being able to pass it um, cleanly to one another and then, you know, taking those risks as well. If you have a shot, take it, which is going to score goals for us.
1: It's incredible I, how important fundamentals end up being I mean, at the end oh yeah, of the day. Oh yeah, for every game. Yeah, oh yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. if you if you have little to no turnovers, shots yeah. on goal, something's gonna fall. Oh, right? yeah, something's falling.
0: <laughs> so, uh, last last question for me before we hit the the really important ones. Yeah. Um, what are some of the goals that your team has for the season?
2: Our goals are that you know we're constantly improving. You know, every single game we have to adapt, we have to adjust, and we have to know where our level is. Um, also that. You know, I've said it so many times, but working together that we can do those basic skills and do them well and um, also win, <laughs> you know, that's, hey, a, doesn't that's hurt. <laughs> a big goal. Yeah, it's definitely something that we need to be able to push hard to, you know, have success in. Right.
1: Yep. We? Uh, yeah, I'm ready for the three most
0: important questions. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we asked these questions of all of our guests. These are the more personal ones, because we know that you can talk about field hockey and talk about yeah. your team <laughs> team yeah. all day. But these are the personal ones, they really make you think. So the first one, if you could live anywhere in the world that is not Hamden, Connecticut, oh where would it be and why?
2: Um I would say California. Wow! Okay. Yeah, we just were there. <laughs>
1: um, were you drinking the water? You drinking the California Kool-Aid? <laughs> out there? Yeah. Yep.
2: I I love it there. Yeah. I um I'm a big fan of San Diego. Um, actually San Francisco. So the fact that we went there was like huge for me. I was like I want to live here. Like every time I go back, I I actually love it.
0: Oh, so you had been a couple times before. Yeah,
2: yeah. I've been okay. in high school. Uh, twice so oh wow okay yeah <laughs>
0: man and they they still made you get on get on that return twice like yeah I know <laughs> yeah. yeah Matt was Matt was just saying this morning how he he's, he's disappointed to have the the cool weather coming in
1: waking up and looking at my phone and seeing that it was 47 to 53 degrees yes, in the morning cold. I wanted to take my phone <laughs> and send it through my drywall yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I, can't, like, I just like maybe I'll come with you yeah. I can't do the I don't know
2: I, I would miss skiing. I would miss the snow, I think. Yeah, you can keep it. Keep the <laughs> yeah. skiing.
1: That's fine.
0: <laughs> okay, so we'll uh, so you're headed back to California. The next <laughs> one, uh, and Matt's going with you. If you could have dinner with one person, either alive or deceased, can be anybody, who would it be? Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> and why? Yeah, didn't She's even finish awesome. the question. She <laughs> is
2: awesome. She is so I mean such she a, is. Um she just makes people she makes me happy. I love watching her show. Yeah. You know. Um I would definitely. I feel like if I were to sit down dinner with her, uh, we would not run out of things to talk about. <laughs> she's so fun. I love watching her. Now, do
0: you watch do you? You. I'm sure you watch Ellen. Do you watch the game of games? Do you watch? Yeah. Do you uh, watch it all that she's on? No, or?
2: I. I really just watch her. Um, you know
1: her talk show yeah her talk yeah. show is yeah. the biggest That's all you need
2: because yeah it's personal yeah they, <laughs> yeah.
1: the interviews that they do and the and the games that she has yeah. on her show is so great yeah. it's incredible she's I mean, my
0: that's...
2: favorite celebrity
0: oh my <laughs> so. god and, and they're running on like it's got to be at least 15 years of that show at this point i mean oh, yeah. yeah the, the stuff oh. that they've done incredible. and uh
1: i think it's more than 15 actually is it because i know be. she
0: had a couple sitcoms yeah. before then and then started the talk show but she
1: also yeah. like if, if you love love her yeah. watch her interview with uh David Letterman, on, okay. on Netflix. Oh, the, on the my, my next, next guest. guest, yeah, yeah. She gets she gets into some. Like, oh, I I saw
2: that. Oh, you did see. Yeah, it. she gets into yeah. some
1: serious stuff and like yeah. really opens up. So it was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, last one. Um, you are on death row for this one. So. Oh,
2: I heard this one. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Oh,
0: from from Val. From okay, Val's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is your last meal? Your dinner, your drink, and your dessert?
2: Um, I would have lobster for dinner. Um. Can I say it? Wine. <laughs> Am yeah. I allowed to say that? Yeah. yeah. I have I a nice so. glass <laughs> yeah. of wine. Yeah.
1: Kevin Noonan? Is that, yeah. uh, do we get the yeah. thumbs up on that one? Yeah. Thumbs If thumbs not, up on I would have
2: one. apple cider.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So we just have, yeah. Okay. So
0: we'll just cut in right there. Yeah. I, can I say apple cider? Yeah. yeah. Thumbs okay, up yeah. on the
1: white wine from Kevin Noonan? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Capitinos. <laughs> hey, we're 20.
0: We're, yeah, we're 22. We're rolling. Yeah. Okay. So, so we got the lobster. We got the, uh, we got a nice little glass of wine to keep the heart healthy. Yeah. And then, uh, what are we finishing with?
2: some uh, crème brûlée for dinner. Ooh, <laughs> I like it We fancy. are not pulsing <laughs> around.
1: People say this dessert, I think I've had it once it's so in good. my life. <laughs> crème brûlée. And I can't even remember what it like. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to have it. I went on yeah. a cruise two Again. years
2: ago and I had it every night. <laughs> <So good.
1: laughs> Seven days steady. No, I did. Yeah. I really did. <laughs> Seven days steady. <laughs> yeah. What are those? Yeah, because those cruises probably have just a large yeah. like, line of food for you.
2: Safe to say I gained five pounds from crème brûlée, but it's... It's all right That's okay. it was well That's worth right.
1: it yeah is you it went like... for a walk in a yoga class oh, and yeah. You were good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like egg-based i don't even, I'm not even gonna, i don't even want to is it cream i don't know i don't know what it is we'll I'm, add that yeah. on the,
0: we'll add that on the list of stuff you have to try from this podcast yeah. it's pib soda pib and soda no, no. What's pib like? soda? yeah exactly Apparently yeah. they have it at uh actually we can say it because we're the hosts apparently yeah. they have it at chipotle it's supposed yeah. to be like a i think it's like an energy drink of i s- don't know it's soda. some type of dr pepper
1: soda Whatever it was, Megan Swazlowski from the lacrosse team uh, was all in. Oh, my God. She loved it. (laughs) Loved it, so, yeah. We never ended up doing it, but we we still got time.
0: We still have time. (laughs) We're going to try (laughs) our piece of paper in May. All right, well, uh, Amanda, thank you so much for for taking the time to join us today, and uh, best of luck heading into the Big East. Thank you, Amanda. This was fun.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks so much to Amanda Blum for joining us on this week's episode of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast. That's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you go online to QuinnipiacBobcats.com. You can get everything you may need from the athletic department right there. You can also find us on the bottom of the page. If you scroll down to any page, there's a big Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast logo right there. Make sure you take the opportunity to follow the field hockey team on Twitter. It is at QU underscore FH. So that is the handle if you want to follow the field hockey team. You can also follow the entire Quinnipiac Athletic Department. That is at QU Athletics on both Twitter and Instagram. Lastly, if you have not already, subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify so you can get these episodes first. That is the most important thing if you want to stay up to
1: date Big game Friday for field hockey. Big
0: game Friday. They're playing before the- UConn,
1: man. It's a no joke matchup. Start a Big East play. If you're available and around, come out and support them. It's going to be an awesome game to watch. And it's pretty cool because, I mean, in terms of field hockey in Connecticut, that's about as good as it gets. It, oh, absolutely. It, it, it's a battle between the Huskies and the Bobcats, two Connecticut teams. I mean, the way Amanda sounded in that interview, and I know the audience heard it, they, they sounded like they're going to come together and try and get this upset win.
0: Matt, uh, I liked that take, and if I want to get more great takes like that, where can I find you? At M of 7. I got hot and cold ones. And I'm at Dan Ball, <laughs> B-A-H-L, and mine are mostly cold. Thank you so much for <laughs> listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. The theme song of the Quinnipiac Athletics Podcast is Wire and Flashing Lights by Professor Click.